Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rainless Podcast. So, sorry about my voice. I'm still kind of not under the weather a little bit here. Um, today is March the 23rd. We're recording today's program. Um, I'm here with T Mac, Tony McKinnon, my beautiful co host here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did my hair today. You so. did your hair today. Yeah. I, mean, I need a haircut, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, you look so, like a hippie. Yeah. So, did you, <laughs> last night during church, my sister was like, "You need to oh, wet your hair down or something like that." And he pulled out a picture of Jack Nicholas when he has. Well, he goes, <laughs> "You can't handle the truth." <laughs> so this is what you look like anyway. But you know, no, this was more of a like you know one of his. You know, whatever. Yeah. It was just wild hair. Day. Anger management picture. Yeah, I think it was anger management. <laughs> Anyways, so I guess it's not a bad day. I guess it's supposed to rain here. Yeah. But at least it's. 70. I got a good nap, so it's a good day. Yeah. 70 something degrees. I yeah. mean, it has been cold here. And I think that's one reason my voice is kind of the way it is, but that's okay. Um, so today on today's program, we have the Estradas, Kenneth and Lynette Estrada. They're the other Kenneth and Lynette um, from. Kissimmee, Florida. Isn't that how you pronounce it? Or is it Kissimmee? How do you pronounce it? Kissimmee. 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 y'all. Was it Kingdom Life? Kingdom Life. Is their, their church. And, you know, they're, they've been on the program before. But they're here teaching our third-year pastors group um, this week. And so we're just going to talk to them about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, man, it's an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, this week, um, well, actually, Lynette just got in yesterday so i'm a much happier man today yeah that's for sure man, you should see him walking around here monday and most of the day tuesday you know like just mopey just yeah. mopey like somebody ran over his dog so. yeah so i'm a lot happier now for sure and um but you know really what what we've been talking about so as you know i've been teaching a third year pastors and what an honor it is and so one thing i was talking about was uh just what God requires in us is faithfulness mm. and yeah. fruitfulness. You know, if you look at the parable of the sower, uh, to one he gave uh, one talent, to one he gave two, to another five, but it says each according to their own ability. Yep. And I believe that you can increase your capacity, you can increase your ability, but um, how, I mean, we all know it, how the one that had the five yeah. went, did something, got five more, well done, good and faithful service, enter into the joy of the Lord, so forth and so on. And um, when he got down to the one with the one, uh, he said, I, I, I didn't do anything with it. I, was, I knew you expect to reap what you didn't sow, and, and so I hid the money. And he said, you wicked and lazy servant, mm-hmm. right? And I know some people don't like to talk about this, especially in society, but, I mean, we all have some sort of laziness in some form, some way. But really what God expects, we can see that he expects fruitfulness. He expects you to do something. He expects increase. And a lot of times we can get to a place where we grow complacent. And we get in our comfort zone, but really nothing really happens in your comfort zone. Nothing good happens in your comfort zone, except for rest maybe. But uh, really it's in your challenge zone is where you start seeing results. Yeah. So I just wanted them to uh, wanted to challenge them with that. Um, like make yourself productive. Uh, the, uh, for one, God expects you to increase. And, um, and the good news is that he knows where you're at, and so he's not going to give you more. Uh, but based upon your capacity, but as you get, as you're faithful, as you're fruitful, he'll see that. Oh, okay, now this person can go from a one town to a two town guy, from a two town to a five town guy, and um, and so with that, uh, something that was different is I I started dealing with um, something that's a cuss word in some churches, but money, mm-hmm. right? But uh, just uh, in Luke 16, 
you know, where it says make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, talking about money, uh, for when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. And, and Jesus goes on to talk about how he who is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in that which is much, right? And then he says, therefore, if you've not been faithful in the money, in other words, saying that money or the money test is the beginning stage. And so as ministers, uh, this is a test as Christians, period. It's the crucible. It, yeah. it is. It's a test that you're going to have to pass. It's the beginning stage. And uh, I was reminded of that one time where um, I'm not one of those that can quote all of Brother Hagin's visions and, and all that, but <laughs> but there was one time that the Lord was talking to him for oh, a few hours. You're, you're not a real minister. I know. I'm not a, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a real Raymond grad. Yeah. Yeah. your thumbs. It'll help. Yeah. It, because, it's coming back to me now. Because <laughs> as we know, for some of you listening, there are some ministers out there that want to Im- imitate my grandfather by twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> Um, I mean, basically, Amen. just <laughs> Amen. verbatim telling his trying to tell his stories or whatever. Bless God, we're going to start a Bible school. <laughs> that's the Bible. Dad. That's my uh, is God yeah. speaking to, to you. Me. <laughs> um, so anyway, but anyways, after the Lord spoke to him for about an hour and a half or so, and he started to walk away, he turned and pointed at him and he said, "Be careful when it comes to money." said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. And, um, and so, you know, as, as pastors, I was just sharing with them some things, future pastors. And, you know, this is a place that you're going to have to be careful in. But also, really, the way to deal with covetousness is through generosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you're being generous yourself. Mm-hmm. Not just you as an individual, but even your churches. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Just sharing the testimony about how where we were as a church, you know, for years. I mean, uh, when I was here at Ram, I did the evangelist group. I did not do pastors, so when I went back home by the instruction of the Lord, I, I did evangelist as well. So. Did you? Yeah, so. <laughs> so I knew myself nothing. and Patrick Vanderver and Rich Patrick, King. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah we, I didn't we, know we, that. We, we all did evangelist. <laughs> Me, Roddy. Yeah. Um, man, there's some other guys in there. We did evangelist group, and and we're yeah. pastoring. So I knew nothing about pioneering yeah, but, but Roddy's all about outreach, though. R- Roddy is <laughs> Roddy's still a true evangelist. an evangelist trapped in a pastor's body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, we've done some stuff together, but um, but so I didn't know anything. But we were struggling as a church. You know, um, we just went out there and just well, you know, they kind of say preach the word and people will come. But I came to find out that. Most of the people that are in churches actually are there because they want to be there. And so I had to learn some things like it's not just preach the word. That's important. We never lose that. But but I think a big deal for us was when, and I was just sharing with them, like, hey, this is what worked for me. I'm not saying this is doctrine, but what worked for me. We always supported missions from the start. But then when when we change it to like a percentage base, so where at least 10% of what comes in, we sow back out into missions of the ministries and, and everything and for years we we didn't start off that way so yeah we had i mean we even had staff before we started doing that and so when the lord started dealing with me about this it took me some time to get obedient with it you know now dealing with me personally i'm not saying this is doctrine so y'all don't send any letters or emails to rama what is it um, what is your email address <laughs> What email address is Kingdom C Hagen at Rayma.org <laughs> or C. Hagen. I, I don't even know which one it is. Yeah. But, it's um, CW. C- no, it's, 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 it's C Hagen. <laughs> so, um, no, so, anyways, but this was just direction that God gave to us. <clears throat> and I remember, I mean, thank God for a good wife who is on this uh, podcast with us, of course. Um, she hasn't said anything yet, but she was. Um, 
she was after me. Like when I was like, I, I, don't, I can't see it. And she's like, babe, we need to just go ahead and do it, whether you see the money or not. And I was like, you be quiet, please, you know, because you don't <laughs> and, see the And she bill. is very opinionated, too. She, you know, <laughs> if, if you know what I, I say this, but before we got married, she was, she was stubborn. Now I say she's strong-willed. And, uh, <laughs> see, what you should have said was, gee, God, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me Holy Ghost Junior. I so do call her Holy Ghost Junior. I said, I said, thank you, Holy Ghost Junior. I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate it. But, no, she's anointed. She's a great help. And she challenged me. And so... Um, she was like, we just need to do it. And, um, you know, the amazing thing is when we started doing that, uh, I would love to tell you like the next week, man, a million dollars came in, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it took some time, but the bills were always paid. We, we never missed or lacked in any area. Whereas Thank prior God. to that, prior to doing that, there were times where, uh, you know, sometimes people don't see what you've been through They see where yeah. you are and they're, you know, and so they want to judge you where you are without knowing what you've been through. But there was a season in our life where, there were times where we went like over a month plus without taking salary. We would pay the other staff, and um, nobody knew that that was happening. We didn't gripe. We didn't complain. And, and God still provided, found different ways for the income and increase to come into our lives. Um, but then he corrected me with some stuff. He said, don't you ever – no, this is what he said. He kind of got um, sarcastic with me. He said, you know, I really appreciate you trying to help me out. Um, <laughs> he said, but I didn't tell you to do that. He said, I commanded that those that preach the gospel should live with the gospel. Mm. He said, now don't, now don't you ever do that again. Um, he said, the money will be there. So we started doing that. Then we started you know, giving uh, a little bit better, and we started seeing our income as a church increase sure. to where you know, one year, I mean, we, we gave away like 66000 and that was like a big celebration, like, oh, my gosh, can mm-hmm. I have that money back? <laughs> to where the next year it went up to where we gave away 134000 um, to the next year, it went up to 166,000 to where, you know, 210,000. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. So, but basically you have to get it solidified in your heart because. But isn't it biblical? It so, is. Sowing sparingly and reaping sparingly? It is. Yeah. You know, some people are reaping sparingly and they, and they don't realize that that's because that's, that's where their heart is. Some people, you know, some people want to sow sparingly and believe for bountiful harvest yeah well, well even, you know, even back to what you said about your salary yeah mm-hmm. i mean this is treacherous ground to be <laughs> treading on here but yeah. I, I can totally identify when mm-hmm. we were pastoring uh the ones that that made those decisions you know we had an outside the group that did or did the salary you yeah. know yeah. i did the staff salary but yeah. somebody else determined mine yeah. right you know for proper uh accountability right right and uh there was there was two or three times they wanted to increase our salary you know, and I was against it. Yeah. Mm. And but but they did it anyway. And then every time they did that, that next year, yeah. we went over and above. Uh, that was my, another principle that we learned it, yeah. early in the ministry yeah. before we even, you know, he didn't talk about before we started getting salary. And it was really his dad that helped us yeah. to realize that. He said, son, you know, because we at first when we started out, his dad sent us out to start yep. the work in Florida. Um, the first church that his dad founded was in St. Thomas, where he grew mm-hmm. up. And so um, I was still on staff there doing yeah. media stuff for them. And, yeah. and, and he was getting yeah. his little paycheck from them or whatever. We, we were, it was little. We were living. The both of us were living off of four hundred and fifty dollars a week. <laughs> So Uh, this is like when we first got married. Uh, But, you know, there was a time where time went by and his dad is like, son, 
the ministry will never grow until the ministry learns to honor the gift of God and the office that you're Mm -hmm. called to as their pastor. And it was hard for us because we were like, no, the money's not there, you know? And he was like, basically the money's never going to be there if you don't do this. And that's a principle for sure that uh, we have seen firsthand take place. Mm -hmm. Um, The church absolutely increased when we Mm -hmm. honored, um, when we did that and we allowed them to to give us that. And of course, with proper accountability, we're not talking about. Yeah. And you can abuse that. That's why yeah. I hesitate to even bring it up. But it's, no, but it's, it's true. there's a truth in it. No, yeah. there's a truth. And I think yeah. I think because of the excess that there has been many in times past, away. Yeah. many have shot away. Yeah. And and I think th- these are things that we do need to talk about. Yeah. You know, um, it's like this. We teach our children honor, not for their sake. I mean, not for our sake, but for their, for their sake. sake. Yes, yeah. that, for sure. <clears throat> and it's not something that happens automatically. You You have to be taught. You yeah. know, that's why with a the child, they don't automatically know to honor you. But right. I want you to live a long life. Yeah. And so there's a blessing with honoring. And so the same way um, with that and nobody, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable subject to deal with sometimes. And for me, uh, I grew up in ministry and I, I, I grew up seeing my dad being accused of stuff, which <laughs> never happened. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been there, you know, and and again, because of the excess, you kind of want to shy away from it and. You don't want to be labeled as something. Mm -hmm. So I never wanted to be labeled as money-minded, so I never liked talking about it. I loved hearing messages on it because I know what it did for me. But but the Lord dealt with me. And, I mean, it reminds me of the time where Brother Hagin was sent back to a church. um, And he was like, I didn't want to go back. I don't want to go back to that church. He said, I'm sending you back to pastor Mm -hmm. at that church because I need you to teach them concerning tithing and Mm -hmm. offering. You robbed them. You robbed them. So it's – because why? It's an issue of the heart. Jesus Mm -hmm. said – where your heart is, there your treasure will be yeah, also. also. Yeah. And I think, now again, people can go overboard with it, but I think that it's still, it's not something that happens automatically. You have to, in Second Corinthians 8, Paul told the church there, he said, we urge Titus that he would, as he had already begun, that he would complete this grace in you as well, which tells us that sometimes we need a coach. You know, business, um, Tiger Woods needs a coach. You know, the greatest uh, basketball team, the Orlando Magic. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking by faith. Yeah. That's a big faith statement. It's <laughs> a huge faith statement. We are people of faith. Orlando Magic, if you're listening, I am still <laughs> willing to be your chaplain, you know. Um, so, so I'm not one of those fair weather fans. Um, but, you know. Well, one of these days, Oklahoma coach. City Thunder actually have all the draft picks and draft people. Maybe they will be do, the best. Do something with it. But we just keep getting more draft picks <laughs> instead of actually drafting people. Yeah. So, you guys, you guys got a whole bunch of your pockets, a lot of pockets. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really something that, uh, of course, when your heart is right, when your motive is right with it, you know, and when you live it as well. So... Um, my salary is not the greatest, but the Lord, the Lord knows how to get things to me because the harvest never gets confused, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, well, you know, uh, our ministry has never really emphasized money, and you know, yeah. so, sometimes to, to our own detriment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandfather always says, it, "It's okay to have money, but it's not okay for money to have you." Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. And, and the thing, you know, sometimes though, you know, that, that's like that subject we don't want to talk about, and obviously. Uh, the book, The Midas Touch, is one of the best books yeah. ever. Oh, yeah. You know, really a balanced approach to finances. And people say that we're a, you know, name it, claim it, prosperity, gospel type thing. Read The Midas Touch. And, yeah. you know, you know um, well, he, he just had, well, this ministry has always had such a great um, role in just bringing balance to a lot of subjects. You know, and 
with every subject, there's extremes. And in one sense, sometimes you need a little extreme every now and then just to get some people out of the rut. But mm-hmm. really, as Dad Hagen would say, it's just best to stay right down the middle. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, these are things that we have to talk about, but with integrity. And so here's, and we know this, uh, there's a whole lot of preachers out there that are broke and that are stingy. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have a lot of money to love it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's people that have none of it that love money and it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the way that you deal with covetousness is through generosity. And, um, you know, it's we can just look at, you know, in Matthew six, Jesus, he talks about this. He said um, when he says where your heart is, your treasure will be also. But mm-hmm. he also talks about how don't store for yourselves treasures on earth, but but treasures in heaven. And uh, oh, I wish I had my Bible with me, but he let me pull it up here. But he said in verse 24 in the iPhone Bible, <laughs> he said, no one can serve two masters for either yeah. he will hate the one uh, and love the other or else he'll be loyal to the one and, be, and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. But then it goes on to say this in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Well, one time the Lord had me read this whole chapter over and over again, like, you know, sometimes we can be a slow mm-hmm. learner. He's like, read it slower. And then now think about what I'm trying to say to you here. Well, then he said this to me. He said, he said, son, the instant you start being worried about what you'll eat, what you'll drink. In other words, you start thinking about lack and you're, you know, he said, you can be sure that money is trying to hold a place that I'm supposed to hold in your life. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it, it seems like easier said than done. But when you live with a God consciousness, this is why he said, yet, uh, look at the birds of the air, how they neither sow nor reap. We get to do that. He said, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Right. And so I believe the Lord Jesus was trying to help the disciples shift their thinking. Hey, when you fast, don't do it to be seen. When you pray, you know, don't do it like the heathen do think they'll be heard for their much speaking. You know, when you're fasting, hey, brush your teeth, you know, comb your hair, like <laughs> smell good. Everybody don't have to know that you're suffering because you're fasting, but you do it as unto the Lord. And so when our hearts are right and connected, and, you know, I, I believe that starts with leadership. And, I mean, this ministry has been a great example of, of the dealing with finances where we believe in prosperity because it's something from the Word of God. But at the same time, too, we, you know, we don't, we don't uh, tell everybody where all we're sending money to and, and how much we're giving, yeah. you know. Mm. But yet there's a reason why this ministry is as blessed as it is because um, from the very get, it's been one where we sow the word in the hearts of people, but also uh, we put our money where our, our mouth is. I think um, it's important to just, in perspective of everything, you know, you said you started out talking about faithfulness and fruitfulness. Um, mm-hmm. And really uh, the fruitfulness God wants and he's looking for the faithful um, because the faithfulness produces fruitfulness, which is what results. It, it testifies of God and everything that is of him. Yeah. It testifies of his truth of, of, and it brings glory to him. So when we produce in our lives, um, the fruit of the word of God being sown into our hearts concerning any subject matter, um, we should be seeing, it should be amazing. Um, yeah. The grace of God, for example, should be seen and testified among us, not just with 
salvation, but even with, uh, you know, finances, um, it should be in every area so yeah. that everything that, I mean, it should be amazing grace period. Like yeah. if yeah. the grace of God is at work, it should be amazing in, in, in finances just as much as it is in salvation in yeah. any other area, because that's how good and how wonderful and magnificent he is. Right. And so every time we, um, there is a truth in so many things. And unfortunately we've seen too many times where people, like we said, in abuses and things like that would end up either on one ditch or the other ditch or whatever. But, um, it doesn't mean that we have to throw out everything just because someone has, or people have gone into a ditch because the truth is, you know, Jesus said the truth will make us free. And if we're going to experience fruit, true freedom, and if we're going to experience fruitfulness, um, to where we're producing some 30, 60 and a hundred fold, um, to testify of God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, everything that he's put into us through our union with Christ Jesus, then um, we ought to be seeking after these. Yeah. We ought to be seeking the truth in any matter and not be afraid to atta- uh, you know, approach it and, yeah. and seek out the truth. Well, even there, there's such a balance <clears throat> there to be struck, faithfulness and fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. God expects both, yes. like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we major on the faithfulness issue. Yes. And well, I, you know, well, well, you were faithful, but you know, 20 years and you've got nothing to show for it. <laughs> well, I question, yeah. you know, yeah. but yet right at the same time, fruitfulness is not a contest either. Right. Where yeah. you, where you, where you get into competition and comparison with somebody else. Yes. Right. It's, it's relative to the grace on your life, the location yes. and what God expects of you. Right. But, but he expects both. That's he expects right. you to be faithful right. and he expects fruit. Yeah, well, it's it's not about the quantity, it's, right. the, it's right. the quality. Yeah. And it's just do what he told what he told you to do, right? Being yeah. faithful, you know, that that brings me to And you can turn really, that into works. So you can I was turn say, yeah. Yeah. defining yeah. what faithfulness really <laughs> exactly. is yeah. because yeah. with God obviously the heart matters. So you could do something that appears to be faithful outwardly but inwardly mm-hmm. you're complaining, you're griping, you're you know on the inside and um and you're entertaining thoughts that that lead you down that path and right. is that faithful to God? No. Not necessarily because true mm-hmm. faithfulness should be producing something yeah. in your yeah. life where there's fruit well, you know, you know so, something else, too, my, my mom points out, um, obviously, most people know that we have an airplane. We, we, and um, if you know anything about the way our family is, what we do <laughs> is every, every time, well, every time they pray, wh- whether it's dinner, whether it's, uh-huh. you know, on their own personal things, we, uh, there's certain things we pray for. Every single time. We, we, we pray for students. We pray for the amount of money. And we used to always pray the airplane just paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, my mom talks about, you know, he kind of, she kind of got mad at God because she expected someone to give a big offering, or, or many people to give big offerings, and we were going to totally pay it off, you know, if within a year or yeah. whatever, you know. But it, it turned out that you know we had a we had a note, and we fulfilled that note, and it got paid off. But it took I don't know five years, ten years, however long I don't know how long the note was. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom's like, "Well, God, you know, when when we finally was paid off, was, was well, you know." How come it took so what long? Yeah. You know, how come it took so long? And then the Lord says, well, did you ever have trouble making the payment? She's right. like, no, money was always there to make the payment. And so sometimes in our own mind, yeah. Yeah. you know, we, we want everything, you know, maybe we're in, a, we're in a church building project and we want someone to pay the whole building yeah. off. That's so good. You know, <laughs> where, you know, the, the Bible says that God will meet, uh, supply all our needs. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't say it's going to be completely paid off. Right. <laughs> it says, you know, but when, when the bill's there, the money will be, will be there as yeah. well. Amen. And so, and the other side about it is, do we expect it? 
That's, I mean, that's so I good. mean, you know, so many times too, I, you know, this is something else too. You're talking about giving as a percentage of, of the money that come in, mm-hmm. you know, because there are some people that almost like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to max out my credit cards and I'm going to put my money into a certain thing. It's, it's all, I, I kind of, you know, in a lack, lack of better terms, they call it the slot machine gospel. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I hate, I hate doing that because, I, you know, but, I but, you. I, you know, people are like, I'm going to throw all my money into this machine yeah. and then God's going to bless me and I'll be able to pay off all because I'm going to get a hundred fold or, you know, I've even heard thousand fold or 10,000 and all I've, these, I've heard that all too. these, yeah. you know, you know, wild you know, things. But, but, you know, God doesn't expect us to, to, you know, I mean, there are, I always say, if you're going to put an offering on a credit card, um, you better know that you know that you know that you really know that you still know, yeah. you know, and that you were, you know, uh, something hits on top you, of the head. You better know for sure. No, that was God. Yeah. No, I, I do know some people on the way that, well, my grandfather, for instance, the way he did his finances is um, because he understood at that time you earn more, in, he earned interest in his bank account. It doesn't, you know, we, we don't earn as much interest anymore. Back, but back, those back, days aren't around. Yeah, back, right back in those days, he earned a lot of interest. So what the he Fed did, keeps it up. It? <laughs> so, we'll be getting some. Well, so um, what he did was he had an American Express card. He put all his bills basically on one month on American Express card. But he would pay it off. At the end of the month, he got the bill. Boom, he pays it all off. Yeah, I knew and, that and, now. And, yeah. and so, so, yes, he was put, you know, he might put things on a credit card. But it wasn't to keep on the credit card to pay twenty nine percent interest right, for the rest of his right, life. Right, it, right. it was it was he was using his money wisely, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So, but I mean, I don't I don't suggest people put. In fact, that was one reason for a long time that we would never accept debit cards, um, you know, f- uh, even on our church envelopes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of debit cards, because you know now that we it was because we didn't want pe- people to use their credit cards yep. because we don't want people it, to go in the hole. Yeah, it does take a lot of discipline to. Yeah. To, if you make a plan like that, I know because I know some people do it because of their rewards and and all that too. But if if you know you're not disciplined, yeah, don't that, do it. You don't do not. it. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell on myself, and I, I, I'm the guy who teaches finances no, here. We've been there. Yeah. So, well, so <laughs> I, I had a, um, American Airlines um, Citibank credit card or whatever, yeah. and I'm like, man, I, I can I can get more miles on the American. So I'm like, I'm buying all my food on my American. You know, I'm, I, I go to the grocery store. You preach to the choir, you know, brother. And, and I, I'm, I'm 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 racking up these. But then, I, you know, it was like 19 percent interest or whatever. I'm like, I'm paying interest on my food that, you know, because you know, because you, you all intend to pay it off. But yes. sometimes, it's easy, you know, from a it's easier to to do it when you have the money. And, yeah. and, it's, and right. But the other side about it is a lot of times too, we don't ex- we, we I want to say we want. To be blessed, but we don't expect. That's it. that's the thing. F. F. Bosworth said this. He said, "There's something that seems so close to faith, it looks a lot like faith, but it's not faith, and it's very dangerous." And he called it mental assent. And I think that's the thing is that a lot of times we mentally agree with something. So even going back to Second Corinthians eight, yeah, Paul said, "We urge Titus to come. Why? So, so he can be there and help you in this grace." He said, "Listen, you 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 excel in the grace of you know." He said. As you're doing well in faith and speech and and all these different things and your love for us, he said, see to it yeah. that you're bound in disgrace also. Giving. Well, the mm-hmm. grace of giving, but also the grace of receiving. Yeah. And so there are some people that are good givers, right? And we can always increase that, but the receiving, and that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And I had to be yeah. real and we had to get down to it. Like, hey, are we, because, you know, my wife and I, we're systematic givers. So we, 
I mean, but I, I think it's also important, like, like from a natural standpoint. Yeah. If if you're investing, you know, for your future, they tell you the best thing to do is invest every month. I mean, yes. put put certain amount of money in every yeah. month, and and as interest or you know, and yeah, you know, whether the stock market or whether it might be, but but you know, the same way when it comes to investing in the kingdom. Yes. Right. It, it, sh- it should be you know investing on a monthly thing, not just because you have some people that say, oh yeah, I gave, but but you know, three yeah. times a year they gave an offering you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever. It's a one one time thing, and you know, and two fr- from a from a budgeting standpoint, it's a whole lot easier to do that on a monthly. And, right. and so maybe it doesn't sound like it's, it's a whole lot every month. Yeah. Well, it's just like most people have no clue how much money they spend at a place like Starbucks or wherever, wherever you buy your, yeah. your daily coffee because you don't realize, you know, under well, Biden inflation, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're spending $10 a day at Starbucks. Well, you, if you do that five days a week and you add that, you times that by, you know, 52 weeks. Yeah. You spend a lot of money at Starbucks, over and then the year. you want to complain and, and blame God as if where really it wasn't your giving that got you in trouble, but it's, it was your spending. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so, I mean, and budgeting m- is many important. times when you give, generosity needs to come from a place of revelation. Like yeah. you said, you know, because if you just mentally agree, that's you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Um, as when you actually, the Holy Spirit actually gives you revelation concerning that word. So in Second Corinthians chapter 9, for example, you know, it says he gives seed to the sower and bread for food and he multiplies the seed that is sown. And so when you start where you are and you have a revelation of this, that God, you're going to supply all of my needs. You're going to supply the seed even to sow because the seed obviously is for future because yeah. the seed produces the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand this and we, um, we actually get a real revelation of it, it changes everything. So you, you really should start where you are yeah. Yeah. and where you actually can afford. Right. And then you go from there so that you can increase and grow in those things. And that's really where we've come from. Right. I mean, well, and, it and, had to be a reality. And I think it's hard be, because what happens is, is that, you know, people come, one of these services where mm-hmm. everyone's given a thousand dollars or or whatever, and a thousand dollars to some people is sparingly. A thousand dollars, some people is it's really is, yeah. is very bountifully. Right. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. You know. So, but you know, a lot of times, you know, it's like okay, I have ten dollars. That's mm-hmm. that's that's where my budget is. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, let me start there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know because and some you know some people are embarrassed. So well, I I don't want to give, but I will say at um. In our ministry, if, if you if because we have auditors right now, they're auditing, and if you go and look at, at our givers, a lot of our a lot of our donors are twenty five dollar a month donors. I mean, yeah. they're not. We we have a lot of low, yeah, a, a low, and, you know, and that's fine. I mean, it's it's okay. That, that's that's yeah. where they're at time, but but you know, you know, you start where you are, that's, and, and don't be embarrassed. That's the thing, yeah. and it it could be. I mean, because I, I, I remember feeling like that um, where. Uh, now, of course, when we're talking about sewing, we're not talking about your tithe. Your tithe, mm-hmm. you know, now I know these days you can't really say certain things <laughs> about saying? this. You know, some people say. Um, but I remember well, when, well, when. You know, you know what I said the other day? Some people said, well, you know, I don't believe in tithe. And I said, okay, you should give a 10% offering. <laughs> I mean, so do you believe in giving an offering? So I said, yeah. So I, said, I said, you know. A, a great ten percent of your income would be a good offer. <laughs> that would be a good offer. Well, you know, I, I say that there's a bunch of Christian atheists walking around because in the New Testament, in Hebrews uh, chapter seven, chapter seven, mm-hmm. but for chapter six, verse twenty, it says, uh, "Consider Jesus, the high priest, 
you know, um, according to the order of Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. It didn't say after the order, uh, after the order of the Aaronic priesthood. Mm -hmm. So Melchizedek, which was before the law was ever established, you know, consider how great this man was that, that even the patriarch Abraham tithe and then, but in verse eight of chapter seven, it says, um, here mortal men receives tithes, but there, he receives it, mm -hmm. of whom it is witness that he lives. So in other words, mm -hmm. when you tithe, number one, you're saying that, Jesus, I recognize my great high priest. Number two, you're saying, I'm a witness that you live. So don't tell me you love me. Don't mm -hmm. tell me you believe I live. <laughs> Show me by yeah. bringing Show the tithe. The money. Well, but, uh, <laughs> Brother Hagen, my grandfather, he, he would say, you know, we as Christians believe that Abraham's blessings are ours. If you want to have Abraham's blessing, you've got to do, do what, what he, he did. Do what he did. Yeah, and, right. and that was before the law. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Go he, ahead. he did it in faith. Well, I was saying there was, I was going to say the there was. The sowing goes beyond the tithe. Yeah, because there was a time in my life where I remember all I could do was maybe give like $5 above my tithe. Or that's what all I was willing to do. Yeah. You know, um, some people, uh, all I could do is tithe. Well, start where you are. But what my wife and I do is every year we just, we make the choice that we're going to increase our giving whether we see our income change or not right so it's a practice of ours that we do and it's just a way of our contact of faith and mm -hmm. and um and the lord has blessed us but you know each time that we increase and when you're a systematic giver so like now we give like over 30 percent of our income um uh, I'm careful about what I say because this is being recorded. Um, and so I do for, love... For, for I, eternity. I, I mean. Yes. I do love... Iris, I love you. Uh, you know, but, um, but the thing is... Um, well, other side, but you know, you know, some people give because of they, they get a deduction on their taxes. And that, that's not... I mean, you know, I'm not saying you can't do that. You, yeah. you should take advantage of it, but that shouldn't be your... your that shouldn't be your motive. Your motive. Yeah. And you have to check your motives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is your motive? I right. Mean, you know, yes. if, are you giving because you get a, you know, a tax break? Or are you giving... Because, you know, now, right. now, I get it. I mean, if, if it comes down to... Well, hey, I'll use it. You yeah. Know? You, let's use that. Yeah. You know, it's a benefit. Yeah. It's a benefit. And if, you know, well, so I can give to the IRS or I can give to the church. I'd rather yeah. give to the church. I mean, you yeah. know, so, so that's... Yeah. yeah, fine. But then, but then there is a point, and you're probably you know that it doesn't even matter how much you give because they they, they pretty <laughs> much just um, it's like disallow it. I, I remember when it, I remember when it changed when uh, our CPA was like, yeah, you know, um, it's our not administration is not <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> in favor. It's not not really mattering as much, you know. But um, but the thing is, uh, it's. It must be done with revelation, and this is why the word, what does the word say? That was Brother mm -hmm. Hagin's whole thing. Well, what does the word say about this, right? And so whenever you start worrying and, and getting all overly anxious about these different things, well, one, money is trying to become your master. It's trying to be your Lord. Mm -hmm. And when you live with the consciousness of your Heavenly Father, that He loves you, that He, pro he provides for you, and then that he sent Jesus he to sent, suffer, yeah, uh, so that we don't have to suffer. And lack is one of the part of the curse. It's yeah. one of the major things of the curse that we've been redeemed from. And when you realize that, it's like I don't want no curse on me. I don't want no curse to affect me. You know, because and, and lack is a part of the curse. You know, I remember when we would be in like uh, conferences, like what what's around here. Uh, when we first got married, we would get into some. Sanctified arguments. Uh, during the, I don't know if they were sanctified. During, during the offering time. Conversations. Con <laughs> conversations. <laughs> Dis fellowship. Discussions. You know, and I'm smiling and she's like, you know, and I'm like, honey, people looking at you. But there was something the Lord said to her. And if you remember what it is, if you don't mind sharing it, um, you know, because when we got married, she felt like I was more generous. Well, what she felt was I was being foolish. 
She thought I wasn't. I didn't realize. I didn't recognize it as generosity. I just felt like, well, you don't deal with the finances because I was the one dealing with the one. finances. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you just don't really know. And your heart is big. That's nice. But what is actually here is this, you know. And if you go to that number, that is being foolish. And so it it really was a genuine thing for me. It wasn't about not wanting to. Yeah, it would be sure. nice to give that much, but I, we can't. Like, how are we going to do that? Not realizing that he was actually operating out of um, uh, revelation. And, um, so it took me some time, but the Lord had said to me one time, um, do well, you want to, well, prior to this, uh-huh. the Lord told me when we got to something, he said, you take care of the church's giving and tell your wife, she's going to take care of your giving. So <laughs> and I, I didn't want to do that. So I had no I was like, say. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so, <laughs> so, I so, so when, it when it comes to the personal situation, it's, it's up to the Lord, that no was more divine wisdom because he knew that I wouldn't want that pressure on myself because the pressure would come because I really wanted to give out of my heart. Um, but I felt like I was restrained. We were restrained by our budget. And at that time we really were, our income was less than what our regular bills were much less any room for, um, you know, sewing. And so, um, and, and one thing we were always faithful with is a tithe, but the sewing was like a small minimal. And, um, so really the Lord is the one that really helped me to see, well, one of the first things he said to me was, um, if I told him, you know, if I told him to give a certain amount or if I moved on his heart to give a certain amount, would you want to be the reason why he didn't obey? And I just was, of course, he knew my answer was a quick, absolutely not. Like, I don't want to be the hindrance to whatever you have. And, you know, if he has it in his heart, then God must be moving upon him. You know, he doesn't have to verbally say it or, you know, whatever. And so for me, I was just like, well, Lord, how do I, how do I, how do you get there? How do you get where, cause I just feel like he's just being foolish. He's not using wisdom, you know? And so there is a balance. And I know a lot of times people have that question, you know, <laughs> and, um, what I've come to find out, was, we've helped a lot of marriages since then. <laughs> <laughs> what I've come to find out was, um, there are times where, well, first of all, one of the, one of those things is realizing and getting the revelation that lack is a curse. And so whenever we're lacking, it's a part of the curse. And so when I realized, wait a minute, Jesus redeemed us from this. So using our faith um, in what Jesus did for us, that he, you know, he redeemed us from the curse means that he redeemed us. He bought, he purchased out the penalty of the curse that it brings upon it, upon mankind. He, he took it away from us. He took the penalty for us. Yeah. And that means, Lord, that, and if the earth really is yours and the fullness thereof, and we're heirs of you and we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, then we must, it must be available to us. So we started even the things that brother Hagen used to say, claim, you know, that he was led, uh, I think Jesus told him to claim the money. Stop asking for money. Don't ask for money anymore, but claim what belongs to you and tell the devil to take his hands off of your money. Tell the ministering spirits to go. So we started practicing it and saying it and um, declaring it and believing it. And um, like he said, and we would just start making declarations and say, we're going to give more this year than we've yeah. ever gone every year. We always increase it no matter what it looked like. And I remember we, we had a list of like debt and stuff yeah. that we had up yeah. on our mirror and 
We started scratching off different ones and yeah. seeing God provide. Yeah. But we started to have to say, well, if we have to do without, we're going to do without on. We had to cut our cable at that you time. Know? And <laughs> we cut all the extra That's a big stuff, thing. It's ESPN know? and all kinds of stuff. Like yeah. Cable. It I wasn't was like, like it is today where yeah. you can get these little cheap. Cable is important. <laughs> you know. But we did. We cut it all. We said if we have to cut something, it's going to be this and not our sewing. And not. we had to get serious about it. Yeah, and yeah. so when we did, um, we found that um, at first it was a sacrifice, but then it didn't have to be a sacrifice. Yeah, um, we didn't end up getting it back with cable or anything, but you know, other stuff it just slowly. We do have came it. Back. We do have it now. You know, well, that's because like, it comes with the house, but <laughs> yeah, it comes with our HOA payment. But I'm just saying, like God brought us to that place because I know, like people that God ain't against look, cable, y'all. Let's don't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't misunderstand. Don't right. misunderstand. And, we just, and man, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to turn this podcast into. <laughs> If you're still listening, please yeah. do not hold it against the host of this podcast. Let me say something else. So yes. one thing that I do, besides giving to ministries, I personally give to, when I see needs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times, that, and I'm not, you know, I understand that some people have a GoFundMe for their vacation to go to Disney World, and I, I don't give toward <laughs> oh, yeah, that. True. But, yeah. but, you know, but when you see something, you know, someone's gotten an accident or sure, you know, yeah. or whatever i mean i i'm i'm very quick to, to be one of the first people That's to, 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 to donate yeah. and there's there's been many times i control the finances there's been many times where my wife said i just think we should give someone a hundred dollars or whatever i'm like, well, like you know, <laughs> it's, it's not really and then the next thing you know i'm cashed up with a hundred dollars <laughs> because you know I, I just feel being generous yeah and, uh, and i will say a number of people who i do give to are not faithful church members, or I mean, I'm not. They're, I'm, they're not even our church members at yeah. all. Yeah. They're non Christians. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I, I can't. I'm not, I shouldn't say the word non Christians. I mean, they're. I don't know. I don't know where, where they're at, but yeah. I, I know that they're not. We're not saying they're heathens. Yeah, not saying heathens. I'm my, about to backslide. You want me to give you my cash? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm considering. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the people that put up, you know, you can tell that they have a, a, a need, whether it be, you know, on. You know, someone say something on Facebook, yeah. or, or whether it it be just someone that you know, a, a person. My yeah. my wife, um, yeah. um, you know, has met people. She under her dog rescue has met people. You know, we've rescued dogs from people who've. They can't afford to buy dog food for the thing. We didn't buy. I remember one time you reached out to me because you guys were going live with something, and yeah. and I was like, man, they really love these dogs. And I, I, I did give something towards it. You know, I'm not a big dog person, but you know. well, but you know, so what happened was, so North Tulsa rescued some some dogs from the people who you know, and found out that they didn't have air conditioning in their house since 100 degrees. And so, so we we had an air conditioning ministry. So I mean, I, I I gave I don't know five or six. No, actually, personally five or six myself. And I think we did twenty different air conditions wow. to to people in the Tulsa area. You know, window units, whatever. Go do yeah. for little, dogs or yeah. people? No, people. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, well, because these some special dogs. Yeah. No, yeah. because you know, you know, you know, people. You know, the Bible talks about you know wherewithal to give. You know, be yeah, a as blessing you have, as you have opportunity. As opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, and we've had a lot of time to be able to minister to people that yeah. that maybe ever never darkened the door of a church yeah. or whatever. You know, just being, you know, yeah. buying a hundred fifty dollar air conditioning unit for someone at Lowe's yeah. and dropping it off at their house. You know, and you know, you know, obviously they still have to pay the electric bill on the yeah. air conditioning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but but I mean, yeah. you know, they they didn't have AC yeah. or, they, or they didn't have. I mean, there's all kinds of of things well, and. But um, you know, I'm I'm probably we're probably too generous sometimes. Yeah, you know? I know. But see, and, and that, that sometimes the thing is, you know, you're, you're giving 
affects your heart, mm-hmm. but it also reflects your heart. So yeah. it, it, it reflects your heart, but it does something to your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'll, I'll share this. Yesterday, I went out to eat with uh, Roy Cogshill. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we went out to lunch, and he was wanted to pay for me, but I I wanted to pay for the meal. Well, when I'm doing it, I just kind of felt impressed. I told the girl, I said, hey, give me the bill. I said, I'll give you a 100% tip. And so I saw Roy was getting ready to start to step up. I said, tell you what. I said, I'm going to start you off with a $100 tip. And she's like, no, no. And I said, and Roy said, you know what? He said, I'll add $100 on, on that too. <laughs> so you're, she, you're pulling a Roddy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we hang out together, you know, so we, we do that stuff. Well, she starts to cry. Um, and in, in speaking to her, we find out that uh, we start to minister to her because, you know, your gift makes room and it, it does something in the heart of people. So uh, we ministered the gospel to her and, and found out that she used to go to church with her grandmother, but um, never made a decision for Jesus. And when her grandmother passed away, she stopped going. So we started to minister to her and, and I just said, would you like some help? Would you, would you like to do this right now? And so she said, yes. And she prayed the prayer with me. And right after she was like... Like as soon as she said, as yeah. soon as she was done, she was like, "Oh my gosh, that feels so good! What is that?" You know, and uh, we were able to tell about Rainbow Bow Church. She said, "Yeah, I know what that is. I go through the Christmas lights." Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows where it's at. So, so I said, "I said, hey, I said that's a great place to go to and, and all that." But, um, but the thing is, it's, it's that when you're a blessing, you're not doing it like we're not trying to buy people into the gospel. No, no, you know? no, still. But it says, make friends. With money. There you go. You know, you know well, use your wife, money to win the loss. You know, you, well, uh, um, you know, I handle our tithing and our giving, but that woman keeps cash. Yeah. I don't know how much money she walked around with, mm-hmm. but she got that from her daddy. Yeah. I mean, she's helping people all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like that, you know, even if I think I'm being generous with a tip, she said, no, honey, you, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, Lynette does yeah. the same thing. And if, when she runs out of her cash, she comes to me, honey, let me get some cash. You know, so, and... And I like that. I mean, it's it's super fun, and I love that. I love being a blessing, but also I really love partnering with God, that idea of partnering yeah. with God. Co-labor. Where, yes, where we're actually bearing the burden of the gospel because the gospel costs money. Um, to, to, in order to be, you know, to meet the needs, ministry costs money. And, um, when we decided we're going to be partners with God, that's when we decided, okay, there's going to be a certain percentage that you can count on me, God, to, um, no matter what comes in, we're going to make sure this percentage goes to your work and what you're doing in the earth through us. And so, um, and when we've partnered with God, it changed the game Mm -hmm. completely. And uh, we saw our income go up and, you know, like, like a business partner, you know, a business partner, you. You're not. You're gonna have a percentage, right? That you uh, invest, but maybe a percentage that you're you're um, reaping as as well, and so as profit. So, um, and that's what we found with with God. He wants to. I we've heard Mark Hankins say this. You know, there's some places that um, you get to because God trusts because, because you, you trust, trust God. God. But he says there's other places that mm-hmm. you get to because God trusts you. Yeah. Yeah. God is looking for faithfulness. He yeah. is yeah. looking for someone that's consistent, reliable, dependable. He knows if he gets this money to you you're going to give xyz you know like it's gonna be it's it's a percentage you know so it's not like a certain dollar amount yeah you know we have some people in our church that have been given the same amount for every every year for years and it's like you know you you won't see the increase unless you you begin to partner with him in that way on the flip side what's real cool as a pastor and and this is what this is another thing i was talking to them about like you got to solidify this in your heart and practice this yourself yeah and make sure your motives are right. So mm-hmm. we don't ever, when, whenever we do teach on it, we're never teaching on it because we're trying to get people to give more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so you can give differently 
so you can receive differently, mm-hmm. and then you can receive more. Mm-hmm. So the coolest part is, as a pastor, those that you see, I got some people that when they came to us, they had nothing. Mm-hmm. And now to see what the Lord has been doing in their so life, awesome. it's amazing. I mean, and, and like I said, when we as a church started doing more, we started having oh, absolutely. more come in, you know, and, and like at higher numbers. And when we, yeah, when we started giving at certain levels yeah. now, you know, it used to be the hundreds or it used to be the thousands and now it's tens, tens of thousands. And it's like, as you increase it, then you're, it's like your, your ability to receive your capacity now mm-hmm. increases as well in the level right. that is, it really is. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. And if you, if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. But and so you pass the money test. Yeah. You see that you were mm-hmm. faithful with little. Yeah. And so I can trust you with more. And, um, and so, I mean, I know I have one guy and this is going to sound like a huge testimony. Um, <clears throat> but one of the series I was doing, he said to me, and I wasn't, I wasn't even talking about money, not a word about money. But he said, Pastor, he said, while you, were, while you were talking, while you were teaching, he said, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I want you to get invested in kingdom business. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I, took, I started taking my sewing more serious. Mm-hmm. So I started not just my tithing, but I started increasing this. Well, there was a company that had um, uh, hired him, and he made millions for this company. And uh, so he's in real estate development. Well, he told me, and, and this is what important, what's important, too, that people t- need to understand that you need to be led by the Spirit mm-hmm. in certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So the Lord led him to, to buy a per, certain piece of land, and now he's getting ready to develop this into some luxury apartments. And he said, Pastor, he said, he said this has the potential to bring in a $24 million. Because wow. he did it before. Like, so when he would do it, for, when he worked for this other company, um, the blessing of the Lord was on him so strong that what would happen is they would have a piece of land. All they would have is a foundation and the shell just start to go up. So maybe they put about a million or two million in it as a company. He said, and somebody would come, somebody would come without the project being finished, and they would buy it for $20 million. So, of course, all this money is coming into this company. And the guy had hired him because he said, the Lord told me I need to hire you because you're going to make me millions. Mm. And he did so. So he started getting all these bonuses to where it didn't seem fear to the other people in the organization. They felt like, well, this guy's getting all the bonuses. But they didn't know what it was that he was doing, mm-hmm. where he tapped into a spiritual principle. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, not doing it because let me try this, but getting some revelation on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you get revelation on it, so you're not just throwing out money, but now you're sowing. In other words, yes. you're sowing with, with intention, intent. right? Because that's what God designed giving for. Um, we were talking this to the third year pastors about this today saying how, you know, most times when we think of giving, we think minus, we think subtraction, but God actually designed our giving to, uh, multiply us, to increase us because, you know, it says, uh, that in, is it Ecclesiastes that, um, there's one that scattereth. Uh, Pro- Proverbs, Proverbs eleven twenty four. Proverbs eleven. There's one that scatters yet increases yet more. Increases more. There's one that withholds, one that withholds more than is right. Mm-hmm. More than is right. But it tends but to poverty. But it tends to poverty. Yes. Yeah. So, in other words, you know, God has always designed um, it to be seed time and harvest. And if whatever you sow, that will you also reap. You sow generously, you reap generously. You sow um, sparingly, you reap sparingly. And and when you want to see the 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 uh, generous or the bountiful harvest yeah. it's because of the bountiful sowing let me say this too because you guys may not say it uh, i know that's not the purpose of this podcast but i would say that this is a great ministry to sow into mm-hmm. because um you know one uh you're sown into something that's bigger than 
than what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And with all the schools all around the um, all around the world. The world you know, that's impacting lives and not just that, the ministers. And for me, that's why teaching at 30 Pastors was a big deal. I'm like, I remember 20 years ago when I was here. Yeah. And um, someone was sowing the word in my heart, you know, and, and I, I'm a great part of why I'm where I am is because of, of Rama, you know, and it's a great school to be a part of. But it's not just about going to school. It's a great place to continue to sow into. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, if you're a Rama graduate and you're listening to this, I, you know, maybe you haven't sold in some time, I encourage you. Become a Word Partner Club member, you know, or or sow some, some some seeds, sow something from your church, you know. Um, I don't know when this is coming up, but International yeah. Rhema Day yeah. is in May. Please, yeah. you know, you go ahead and, and talk about well, it. Well, no, yeah. it, 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 this even, might actually come out after International Rhema. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the day even if the day's gone by. Yeah. Some churches they save it up and it comes in at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, go to rhema.org slash ird. And you can watch a video there and see, see some of what we're doing around the world, and, and you can give right there. And International yeah. Rainbow Day is May, May the 7th. May the 7th. It's always the first Sunday in May. And like I said, this podcast might actually air after yeah, International Rainbow Day because we have yeah. a lot of podcasts in the can. But I do want to say this, you know, talking about Rainbow Bible Training College, rbtc.org. We are the most affordable Bible college in the nation, and the reason for it is because of our word partners and um that donate on a monthly basis mm-hmm. that we're able to keep our tuition low. In fact, I don't think we've actually gone up in tuition in 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we've added a few fees because maybe the yearbook costs a little more or this costs a little more. You know, the textbook more. costs more because, yeah. um, but it's, it's, um, $3,050. That includes all your textbooks, all, all your fees, all your that's, everything. That's the same price of it, when I came to school. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, you know, so, and we have increased fees a couple of times because we're paying more money for yeah. gowns, yeah. Um, you know, for, for graduation, you know, this year or, or whatever. But, but tuition is low. And the reason it's low is because of our faithful partners. And if you go to raymond.org slash WPC, right. you can yeah. join the World Partner Club. And World Partners are basically someone that, you know, you partner with us and we partner with you, not only to give a, a you know, sow into the ministry, but also to pray for the ministry, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as well. And, and we want a partner to pray for you and your yeah. needs and, and things like that. And so, but rbtc.org, maybe you're out there listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, you know, I'd like to learn more about the Bible or, or I feel called to the ministry. I don't care whether you're 18 or you're 82. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that, that are, that are, they're trying to find their purpose in life. And, um, and Ramah's a great place to find your purpose in life. A lot Definitely. of people have come to Ramah. I said, I just came to learn more about the Bible. I didn't really come to be a minister. And now they're pastoring a church today. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't matter whether you feel called to the ministry or just want to learn more about the Bible. RBTC.org, Rainbow Bible Training College. If you'll just go there, give us your information. We'll send you a digital packet immediately. Um, and if we'll also have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Rama, set up a time for you to come Rama College weekend or any time and just learn more about Rama Bible Training College. Yeah. yeah. I definitely recommend it. I know that's why Lynette came to school. She, she came because she just wanted to know more about the Bible. And, and find a husband, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I finally stopped running away from her, and uh-uh. um, you know, but after she chased you for the, she, she chased you chased, for that long. Listen, we gotta record this. She chased me for a long time, and I finally gave in. But um, I feel like he's gonna start believing these lies after he says it. So <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're so thankful for Rayma. I mean, uh, such a good training ground. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
I, I just think about that, like where would we have been without Rama? So yeah, that's man. why. I, but you know, something else while you were here at Rama, and then even after, I mean, you know, first of all, you made a, a lot of, um, you know, obviously a lot of connections. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, both, you know, teachers, students, right. you know, other things that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of your pastor, pastoral friends or friends, in, you know, yeah. or because of the connections you made it here at Rama, you, you plugged in, um, you know, I've, I've known you for a long time because, because, you know, I mean, I don't get to know all the students. We played, we played we, basketball. We played basketball we played floor together. hockey. You and Joel Sims and Tommy Pickens came to, came to uh, uh, In Georgia. We, yeah. we skipped school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was I there, man. That. I was there. Were you? I remember. Yeah. 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 I was in that meeting. You know, we yeah. skipped. Um, <laughs> I, I was hoping Joseph Ripley. Yep, Joseph. Ripley. I was hoping Tommy was going to play the video because in the video you can see that I was so nervous. So here's what he didn't get to say <laughs> is that prior to that night we were just kidding around, we're like, "Yo, what if Brother Hagen calls us yeah. up and and all he gonna call us up to preach and just kidding." Yeah. And then when he said, "Hey, some of our boys from Rama came down here and I think three of them are second generation preachers," uh, he had to stand up. In the video, you can see me. I, you know, because we wore suit jackets back then. I buttoned my jacket, unbuttoned it, buttoned it back, unbuttoned it. Like I, but going back and watching, I was like, "You idiot! What were you doing? Which which way? I don't know." We were so nervous, but yeah. I'll but, never but, forget that. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys plugged in, you yeah, know, and have you know, you know, like I said, I don't get to know all the students, you know, yeah. but but. If there are some people that even even students today that yeah. That, yeah. that I, you know, we have, I have synergy, so mm-hmm. I, I get to know a lot of people through synergy. Yeah. So there are some people, Tony yeah. and I, they're probably the same people that every time after class they come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's interesting because looking through the you know the yearbook, I'm like, man, I, I've had this student for two years and I don't even know if I've ever <laughs> even seen the person. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I was I was just like. You know, we're, we're approving all this stuff. I'm just going through all the students, and I'm like, man, they're a third year student. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever talked to them. That's, we, that's important. We encourage people to, to get plugged in. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, for, for one, sure. even in your local church, that's how you do get a closer relationship with, right. with people because relationships are important. Oh you yeah, know? for sure. Um, yeah, no, but but also too, like you know, sports is a big deal. I mean, a good way to plug in and meet a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of my contacts are, are were were through the sports. Yeah. Or through people play for the basketball team because they're very close to the basketball team, yep. you know, in volleyball, even track. We had track for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my so roommate was, did track. Yeah, yeah. That was, those were the days. So, <laughs> so, I don't know nothing about tracks. I've eight tracks. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and and for for you that are listening to the podcast, you have to Google what an eight track is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize, Tony? Most people don't even know what a cassette is anymore. Yeah, unless I know an eight track. Yeah, know. when I worked here at the ministry, we were dealing with cassettes. Yes. You know, but well, now people don't know what a CD is anymore. That's exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's you know, it's it's generational thing. Yeah. Well, we've gone almost an hour here, so probably a good time to close the podcast. It's good to have you guys. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, you know, always, you know, obviously we consider you guys really good friends or whatever. It's always good to see you and hang out. And we knew we could have a good podcast because we can communicate. Yes, sir. Anyway, (laughs) here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, help, and and healing to the world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.